I'm Aaron Henkin. This is the Maryland Curiosity Bureau. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I want to let you know up top I'm going to break format this episode because, um, well, because I lost a dear friend this week. His name is Theo Hill, and I want to remember him and give you a chance to get to know him if you didn't. Uh, because he was just uh, an awesome presence in my life and the life of everyone he met. Here's what I want to tell you about Theo and uh, how we crossed paths. Theo found my number at the radio station. He called me up out of the blue one day and he told me he had an idea for a podcast that he wanted to host. I remember thinking to myself, this guy definitely does not sound like your standard polished cookie cutter public media type talk show host. He didn't know anything about being behind a microphone, but what he told me was this. He wanted to do a show where he talked one-on-one with people who were struggling with addiction. And what he brought to the table, he said, was that he had spent a majority of his own life addicted to heroin himself. But he had managed at this point to stay clean for the past 18 years when I met him. And... um. So I remember thinking to myself, like, this actually sounds like an incredible idea. So I invited him into the studio. He had never sat down, as I said, behind a mic. I had no idea how it was going to go. Uh, but I hit the record button, and um, we uh, we recorded this first episode four years ago this month. I'm going to play you just the first couple of minutes of this episode when Theo introduces himself to listeners for the first time. I want to welcome everyone to a new podcast called One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. There's a crisis here in Baltimore, and it's called addiction, and I can attest to this personally. My name is Theo Hill, and I've been in recovery for 18 years. Uh, My addiction started uh, at the age of 18. Um, My father was in the military, and we moved around a lot, and we moved to Cherry Hill, here in Baltimore. And when we moved to Cherry Hill, I noticed some guys up at the shopping center who were kind of like nodding, had knits on. And um, I had already been introduced to heroin, so I kind of knew that that's what they had. And then one one day, finally, I got enough courage to ask somebody, and um, they went on and um, let me uh, have some only after I paid my money, though. From that point on, I fell in love with heroin immediately. It was a daily struggle just trying to keep up with the getting and the using of the heroin. And uh, eventually it landed me with some serious legal problems. And uh, a couple of times it got me near death. I had to be brought back around with paramedics and Narcon. And, uh, but it still didn't stop me from using. I finally got to a point where my daily use had had me um, up in an um, abandoned building and um, I had a spiritual awakening. Uh, God took the veils off my eyes and I got an opportunity to see that I was in an abandoned room with all kind of dirty diapers and dirty needles and trash everywhere. and. Uh, I had to ask myself, are you really trying to live like this? And um, what happened was I said a serious prayer 
to God. I asked God to please help me. And when I asked him, that was the most sincere prayer that I ever had asked God. And I went to a program up on um, North Avenue called I Can't We Can. And they took me into the program that day and then they asked me if I needed a detox. Now, my body said, yes, you need a detox because you don't want to go through the pain of withdrawal. However, the spiritual side of me said, you need to go through this detox one more time so you won't forget the pain and the agony that this addiction has brought upon your life. So, man, I don't recommend this to anybody. Uh, I went on and went through withdrawals right there in the house at 2110 Allendale Avenue. That was on a Friday, and that Monday, I felt just a little bit better. And I was able to build on that from there. Now, recovery is an uphill journey. And uh, I knew that in order for me to find this new way of life or, or embark on a journey of this new way of life, I had to break it down into one day at a time. I tell you my story to begin this journey that we're about to embark on together. A journey to understand addiction and recovery from the perspective of people like me who are experiencing it in their own daily lives. Today I have my first guest who uh, is a good friend of mine and his name is Glenn and um, we're going to discuss recovery and addiction and um, I'll introduce Glenn to you right now. Glenn. Yeah, thanks, Dio. Uh, glad to be here. I uh, feel kind of honored to be your first guest. Thanks for having me. So over the next couple of years, Theo would record 24 of these episodes. They're incredibly intimate. They're the kinds of conversations that can only happen between people who have a profound shared understanding of a deeply personal struggle. And um, as the guy who recorded all these conversations, for me, it was something I never would have witnessed otherwise. Uh, Theo's series overlapped with the pandemic, I should say. And um, when WIPR closed its doors to visitors, we moved Theo's whole podcast operation over to his house. We recorded at his dining room table, uh, which made the listener experience kind of better and worse at the same time, because now, you know, you'd hear his grandkids running around in the background and whatever else was going on at his place at the time. Um, but on the other hand, it made that intimacy between Theo and his guests even more, you know, intimate. Theo died on February 23rd from complications of a stroke. There were a lot of his fellow members from his local N.A. group at the funeral this week, and um, they all noted that he died substance-free after 22 years clean. I'm going to play you the final episode of Theo's podcast now. It's, um, it's actually just him and me sitting at his dining room table reflecting together on what it was like to make this series uh, and where his life was going to be headed next. We published this in May of 2022. We called the episode A Farewell from Theo. Hello everyone, I'm Theo Hill, and welcome to a very special episode of One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. I've been doing this podcast for more than two years now, and together we've heard some powerful stories of addiction and recovery. 
It's been an incredible experience. This will be the final episode of the series. And as I say farewell, I'm joined by my trusted producer, Aaron Hinkin, from WYPR. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thank you, Theo. And first off, I just want to say congratulations on a, a fantastic run, two years, 20-plus episodes. I've had the pleasure of uh, sitting here at your dining room table to record these interviews. It's given me a front-row seat to some eye-opening testimonials from people who um, just open up to you and speak candidly and honestly about their struggles. It's been a one-of-a-kind education. I'm, I'm grateful for it. So thank you for that. And, uh, and Theo, thank you for uh, inviting me to join you on, on this episode to celebrate your accomplishment on the series. I remember uh, when you first got in touch with me uh, with the idea for this podcast. You remember that? You, uh, well, let me have you tell the story of how you got inspired to do this, this program in the first place. Well, it, it all started when I was, living, I was listening to WYPR, and uh, it was your particular show on Thursdays. And the show was called Out of the Blocks, uh, where you would interview people directly uh, on the street. And I picked up on that most of them had uh, substance abuse problems. That's when an uh, idea kind of like flashed through my head. Hey, maybe you can call Aaron, this guy up at WYPR let him know that you have an idea about recovery, about one day at a time in recovery. And that's how we got started. Yeah, I remember getting that call from you. The voice on the other end of the phone said, hey, I'm Theo. I, uh, I don't know much about podcasting, but I have an idea for a podcast that I'd like to host. Which usually, a lot of people pitch a lot of ideas to me. But then you started telling me about yourself. And you said, um, I have an interesting background that I would bring to this podcast that I, I want to do about addiction and recovery. Because... These days, you're uh, a working man, you drive a truck for a living, but that you have a history of uh, addiction and recovery of your own, uh, a long one, and that you would bring that insight to the table as a host, talking with other people who are in recovery. And I just thought, that sounds like an awesome idea. And I got to say, it's been really cool to see you like settle into your role as a host, as an interviewer. Talk to me about what the learning curve was like for you to go from, you know, basically knowing nothing about podcasting to becoming the host of a successful, significant podcast. Well, the the learning process was um, almost like natural because it was like I was telling my story and I have such an enthusiasm about hearing other people's story, especially about recovery. You know, we hear so much here in Baltimore about the negative uh, addiction and, and, and the violence that goes with it. So um, I had like a passion to, to bring something positive to the table. And uh, it's been very rewarding uh, to bring the podcast. Uh, I'm kind of sad, you know, to see it in. But as I understand in life, right, one door closes and another one will open up. But it's been a blessing because the podcast, people can check it out at any time. It's not like the end of the road. Absolutely. That body of work is there for anyone who happens across it. And that's the cool thing with podcasts is you never know who's going to find it and listen. You ended up having a guest who traveled down here from New York City yes. to be on your program yes. because he heard, heard about it somehow and found it online and 
yeah, you've had some interesting guests. You've had yeah. lots of people from your own circles and your own recovery groups. You've also, as I said, have guests from out of town. You interviewed uh, former Mayor Kurt Schmoke yes. about drug policy. Yes. Uh, it's been a really interesting cast of characters over these it past couple been. years. And I think what has made One Day at a Time so special is that you have this crucial something in common with the guests that you've interviewed. Um, you know, a little while back, I had the pleasure of attending a meeting where you celebrated 20 years clean. That was an honor to get to be in attendance at that. Congratulations again on that. Now it's 20 plus years. Yes, 22, going on 23. And I know that even after that long, recovery still takes work every day. Let me ask you, how has hosting this podcast been part of your own continuing recovery? What it's done is it's helped me out in my own recovery. Recovery is a uphill journey. It requires special works. I can't get clean on yesterday's information. I have to keep it up front. I have to keep it moving like a like a stream. Got to keep it keep it moving or it get clogged up. And recovery is so new to not only myself, almost to like everybody who's living clean because we're learning off each other because we know where the addiction can take us and will take us if we don't get in recovery. What I've learned is that it really is important to the recovery process to share your story and to be a witness to other people's stories. What's important about that? Well, there's a basic text that we have, which I, I I refer to a lot. And it says that the only way you can keep what you have is by giving it away. I am so blessed. Just, just And I understand my calling and, you know, what why I'm here uh, because God kept me here to carry the message. And the message is hope that if an addict like me can get clean, it's possible for anybody to get clean. However, let me use that word however, some work and effort is required. But you participate in an act of addiction, you can participate in your own recovery. One good thing always leads to the next. And um, I just want to ask you to talk for a minute about how life has changed for you over the past two years, personally and professionally. Okay. All right. Well, let me start with the great news of my fiance, uh, who had a, a, a relapse, has came back into my life. And we've been together 15 years. So I had to make a decision. What, you, what are you going to do with this young lady? You've been with her 15 years. Either you're going to pee or get off the pot. So I decided to ask her to marry me, and thank God she said yes. Oh, man, so congratulations. You're welcome. You're welcome, Aaron. So we plan on getting married in August. I have a, a date set in August and everything. I still got to do some preliminary stuff. Um, That's beautiful to hear. And, and then I got another job at a treatment facility, which is on the weekend, and that requires me to get more speakers 
And by me doing the podcast, I, I've, I've been able to um, get speakers for the weekend uh, for other people to come there share their experience, strength, and hope. And uh, it has really enlightened up some people who, who are young in recovery and who uh, or some of them have relapsed and they, they got a second chance. They're given a second chance. And I try to take that compassion and passion with me um, when, when I go to work every Saturday and Sunday. Oftentimes at the end of your interviews, I'll watch while you ask your guest a certain question. And let me put that question to you today. What advice do you have for someone who might be listening right now who might be feeling lost, struggling with their own addiction? First of all, it's difficult to do. However, try to give yourself, give yourself a chance and ask for some help. And it's hard to do uh, because of denial Pride, guilt, shame. However, you can't save your face and your butt at the same time. And um, even if it's just for a week, just give it up, surrender for a week, and participate in your recovery. Baltimore City has all kind of resources and the counties. Anybody can go to a fire station. At any time in the county or the city and ask for some help and you will get some help right there on demand. And take it one day at a time. Definitely take it one day at a time. Theo, I'm going mm. uh, to turn it over to you for the last word here uh, in a minute. But let me just say how incredibly grateful I am that we crossed paths and embarked on this project together. It has been such an enlightening experience for me to get to bear witness to the conversations you've had with your guests. Um, but even more, I'll tell you, it's just been a great joy to have you as a friend. Um, I mean, we've broken bread together right here at this table with your family. I've gotten to celebrate your granddaughter's birthdays with your family. Um, it's been, it's been a real blessing to share this time with you. And I, I I just know you and I are gonna gonna be friends till the end. I'm I'm grateful for that. So, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Aaron. And um, I don't know about this statement, but they say God works in mysterious ways. But our paths were predestined to cross each other, and at at the particular time when we did. Uh, right now, the Baltimore City's in crisis. And a recovery uh, message is definitely needed um, at, at all times, but especially now. Um, me and you have, uh, we've grown closer together. We uh, have a lot to offer each other. And uh, I appreciate you including me in, in your endeavors in life and the things that you run across and, uh, you know, uh, this is just one episode in our life that, uh, that's over for right now. And who knows? The feeling is mutual to, to be continued at some point in the future. Yeah, huh? I like that. All right. You want to sign us off here? I would love to. 
Well, everybody, <laughs> um, listeners, it's been an honor and a pleasure to serve you for this special episode of One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore. It's been a pleasure to serve you as your host. I'm Theo Hill, and thank you for listening. The final episode of Theo Hill's One Day at a Time podcast from May 2022. And um, it was maybe just a couple of months after that episode, I got a call from Theo's number on my phone and I picked it up and it was his fiance, Laura, on the other end. And uh, she told me that Theo had had a stroke. He'd actually been on the road behind the wheel of his truck when it happened, but he was able to somehow veer the truck off the road and the EMTs came and got him. And Laura told me he was at the Johns Hopkins Stroke Recovery Center. So um, I went and visited him there, and he was in bad shape. He could barely talk. Half his body was paralyzed. Um, but you remember how he said he was he was finally getting ready to marry his fiance. He did not give up on that goal. And after about a year of recovery, they got it done. Theo had a walker. He had to sit most of the time during the ceremony. But he and Laura were married at Emmanuel United Church of Christ in Catonsville. And um, it was beautiful. And that was just a few months ago. And then this past week, I got another call from Theo's number. I picked it up. I said, hello, Theo Hill, like I always do. And it was his wife, Laura, again, on the other end of the line. And she said, are you sitting down? And then she told me that Theo had died from complications of his stroke. So this week, we all got together at that same church where they were married this time for Theo's funeral. It was, you know, incredibly sad, but it was also a reminder of how important Theo was to so many people. And I'm glad I got to know Theo Hill and I miss him. And I'm also really glad that his podcast, One Day at a Time, is out there now for anyone who wants to hear his voice and his warmth and his empathy. If you feel like it, you can go on Google and type in WYPR one day at a time. It'll pop up. You can find it. And uh, who knows? If you or someone you know needs to hear it, it'll be there for you. So that's it. Thanks for letting me share this memorial with you. Uh, We'll get back on track with a new story next week. And um, in the meantime, be well. And uh, as Thea would say... Take it one day at a time.